Welcome, today is Sunday, June 22nd, and this is episode number two of the Technology Equals Equality podcast brought to you by Lori Brooks Management. the opportunity to speak with Jeet. Jeet has been featured in New York Times, he's been featured in Young Entrepreneur Magazine, as well as YFNS. Um, Jeet has created several companies such as Statfuse, Visionary Media, as well as Appzaria. Um, Jeet has also recently published a book called Limitless Thinking. He's a blogger, a consultant, a public speaker, and he's even given a TED Talk. And if you don't know what a TED Talk is, you should totally go Google that. But Jeet has accomplished all of this so far without a degree, experience, or money, and all before the age of 22. How am I doing so far, Jeet? Yeah, amazing. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. Certainly. We are very excited to have you on today. I mean, you literally have started off your career uh, at a very, very early age, 17, I believe. But from what I understand, you really started off much earlier than that. You created your first website at the age of nine. And I'm pretty positive at, at that age you weren't thinking of things such as, you know, Statfuse or Abzeria. Um, my guess is at nine, your thought of life was probably not what it is today. So tell us what it is that you thought, you know, life would be like before entrepreneurship and, and Statfuse really became your reality. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of at nine, like I didn't even realize it at the time, but it was kind of like an entrepreneurial spark or my first sign of like wanting to become an entrepreneur. But at the time, I just really loved basketball and I was tired of seeing the same old videos that everyone else had posted. And that's how much I used to spend time on the computer. So I thought, why not just create my own website and get to put up my own videos? And I thought that would be the coolest thing ever. And that really kept me entertained for like the whole summer. So that's really all the thought process behind that was. And then, um, like, there was no intention that when I grow up, I want to become an entrepreneur or build a business or anything like that. I never looked at it as a business. Um, I still had, like, aspirations of either becoming an NBA player or um, pursuing a law degree or something like that at that age. And I continued to believe that or continue to have that belief until I was about 16 or 17. And when I got numerous different jobs between the ages of 15 to 17, I kind of quickly realized that I could never work a job and I was terrified of the idea of applying to college, getting a business degree or becoming a lawyer or whatever the case is and having to work for someone else and that was something that I absolutely wanted to avoid so that's really what the biggest um, biggest thing that turned me towards entrepreneurship was. Gotcha. And what do you think was one of the hardest parts of going into entrepreneurship um, as you began, you know, Statfuse and, and the multiple companies, what did you feel it was that was really holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Um, despite the fact that you weren't really sure what the word was, you know, what what do you feel it was that, you know, kept you from, from really becoming an entrepreneur? 
Um, I honestly think, I think the biggest thing was, like, when I was, like, let's say 9 or 13 years old and I was kind of doing these different things, mm-hmm. um, the perspective on life is very different at that age. Like, right. you don't really understand how important money is and how money kind of turns, like, is the basic foundation of, like, an ec- economy and how you need that to survive. Right. And you don't really think about, like, the future and you never really get a first-hand taste of working jobs and stuff. So it was very premature in that sense. So I still had these kind of, like perceived beliefs about what the world was like and I never really got to experience it yet so I think that's what really kept me from becoming an entrepreneur because I still wasn't sure what I would love right. and I thought I would love something totally different than what I ended up loving but um, when I kind of first started out and became an entrepreneur the biggest challenge that I thought I was dealing with was really my age because here I was kind of entering the business world where it's more older people like the minimum like people that were in their late 20s were kind of considered young and I was still 17 in high school had a baby face that whole thing (laughs) so I think the biggest challenge for me was finding a way to like overcome my age and show that like even though I'm young I still belong there definitely no I completely understand it's funny and and I I did actually get a chance to check out your TED talk and I thought that was absolutely wonderful I, I was chuckling the whole way through because you're right you know there are so many people who have excuse after excuse you know one minute it's I'm too young and then the next minute it's I'm too old so so you're right I, I thought that was an excellent talk what age is a good age is there a good age realistically um, you know and and as as we've discussed you are involved with a bunch of different activities um, and you started multiple different companies and you were a student at the time that you actually started your first company. So, uh, you know, I'm sure that there were multiple different things that you were attempting to juggle. Did you ever participate in any extracurricular activities at school? And what was your mindset prior to launching um, you know, stat fuse in particular, and what do you feel helped keep you focused on on doing so? Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, when I when I decided to kind of start my business and to kind of do that kind of stuff, I was actually not involved in um, any real extracurricular activities and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there were like small clubs and groups and stuff that I was a part of, but I wasn't very committed to them with like energy and time. Um, so in terms of that, that gave me some freedom after school to be able to kind of pursue my business and to be able to build my own business. And then, um, when I kind of started Staff Fuse, that's when I was, um, just entering college. So that was definitely a tough, tough thing to balance because here I was in this new world with these new classes and these new things that I was trying to accomplish while trying to start a company from the ground up. But, um, I, I think, I think the biggest thing that I really did was that I, I, I totally disliked school and I totally loved building this business. So even while I was in class in my classroom I would be on my laptop working on my company or right after school I couldn't wait to get out of school and go to Starbucks to meet with my partner to start building this company so like that's kind of like the mindset and the thought process I had so even though my parents would probably kill me if they heard this my top priority was actually building my company more than Right, right. No, but you know what? That's really what it takes. It takes the focus and the determination, and it's a a self-driven motivation that people have to find in order to propel themselves forward. And that's something that you really took on at at such an early age. It's amazing, and I commend you for this. It's something that a lot of people take quite some time to get the courage to do, and you were were capable of doing it really, really young. So (laughs) um, do you think there were any specific operational procedures that you used um, to help keep yourself organized that you could possibly share with our audience? Um, Yeah, absolutely. 
Absolutely. So the one biggest thing that we try to do with anyone that we worked with and even ourselves, we try to document everything that we did. That way we would always have kind of something to refer back to um, as time went along or if we needed to fix things or kind of see what mistakes we made. It was always kind of written down in paper or on a document or somewhere like that. Right. And that kind of made it easy for us to transition between, let's say, different development firms or kind of pivoting our idea or testing revenue models, all this kind of stuff. Right. So in terms of like an operational thing to stay really organized, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's the biggest thing that we really did. Um, in terms of just keeping everything really organized without spending a lot of money on it. Right. No, and that's something that you'll find that a lot of successful businesses do. It's by creating your operations and procedures from the beginning so that you're capable of scaling every process from here on out. Um, so, no, that's wonderful. You guys went out and you found the pain in the college admissions process uh, with StatFuse, and you began serving that market. And a lot of entrepreneurs have a hard time finding the pain in an industry or even coming up with an industry to serve. Um, you know, so this particular show, my show, is designed to help entrepreneurs come up with ideas for new innovative companies to help solve the pain in an industry that they may not have even thought of. So, G, we want to help you. I want you to go ahead and think about this and take a moment if you like before you answer. But if you had a magic wand and could change anything in your business, what would it be and why? We want to know a story about how it affects your day-to-day operations and if solved, what it is that you think the impact would be for your business as well as the industry as a whole. Um, Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. So if I had to really pick one thing that I guess I would really change about my business or change about the businesses in general is I think there's, especially with like technology companies, there's a lot of lot of waiting time and a lot of miscommunication that happens between, let's say, like the creative guys and the marketing guys mm-hmm. and the development team. And like for some companies, I have developers um, here in Orange County and then other companies that have developers that are overseas in India or the Philippines, for example. And I think... There's so much time that gets wasted on a daily basis just because of like miscommunication between these two groups of people. Mm-hmm. And if there was anything that I would try and change is just trying to figure out a better way to be able to communicate with these different groups. Because I think like to build a technology company, you're so reliant on your development side and having a strong um, in, in, in infrastructure and in IT that you really need to be able to communicate and get things done quicker. And I've seen that there's oftentimes huge delays that take place or huge misunderstandings that happen that waste months and months of time which are damaging to the business. Right. No, that's that's a great point and a very, very, very interesting idea. Gee, thank you so, so much for taking the time out of your day to sit and chat with me and for sharing so much excellent information and ideas. Uh, please share the best way for our listeners to find you. Absolutely. So if anyone wants to read my blog, get in touch with my social networks or anything like that, uh, they can get in touch with me through my personal website, which is gbanerjee.com, spelled J-E-E-T. B-A-N-E-R-J-E-E dot com. again, thank you. I will be sure to include links to everything that we've discussed in our show notes, and I, I really appreciate it. I know my audience appreciates your delving into your mindset and how you began, and we wish you continued success. Absolutely. Thank you so much. 
Alrighty guys, so let's see what we can do about helping Jeet reduce the communication lag between his departments that are separated globally. Please post your ideas in our Facebook forum, or you can connect with Jeet direct through our show notes page. Just visit lauriebrooksmanagement.com forward slash Jeet Banerjee. And don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode as we speak with my favorite podcast host, John Lee Dumas and his content creator, Kate Erickson of Entrepreneur on Fire. Until then, enjoy the week.